Welcome to the Marketing Plugin Podcast. My name is Marcel Stack and I'm here with Darren Winter. We talk about everything around marketing and the challenges you get involved with. The topic of today, letting go of clients. This podcast, we're going to talk about clients that we let go personally ourselves and our experiences and how we think you should go about this in the best way possible. Good morning, Darren. Hi, Marcel. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, actually. How about yourself? Yeah, doing doing good. Looking forward to this podcast. It's a tricky subject, isn't it? Oh, yes. It is definitely is. But I think it's, it's good to talk about it. And um, before we head into that, again, for those who have not listened to our previous podcast, <coughs> at the end, we will be sharing uh, about our little goals that we set for ourselves. <coughs> Last week, we talked about... Um, uh, Darren was more into uh, email marketing, <coughs> sending more emails out. He um, succeeded very well with that. At least that's what he uh, told us last week. And I was all about um, uh, making um, a schedule, time blocking, etc. But we will be more talking about that later on, how that all went down. And, and Darren, you also... Uh, put down some new goals as I can remember. Yeah, I'm gonna talk a little bit about SEO today. Um, so that might be helpful if you're thinking about uh, optimizing your website with SEO, I can give you a few pointers about how I'm doing that. All right, great. So that's for later in the podcast. <clears throat> Let's first talk more about uh, the topic. So yes, letting go of clients. Mm, it's a mm. horrible subject, but it does happen as much as you might think it may not affect you or you've never done it before um you think oh it's never going to happen to me um it probably will cross your mind at some point and also that you may also be dropped as a um client it might work the other way around and um hopefully when we're talking about it with through myself today then we can talk about maybe some of the um kind of the the telltale signs of how yeah. that actually happens and, and that. So have, have you ever yeah. been, do you know, have you ever been dropped as a client? I'm trying to think if I have, I'm not too sure. If, if I, have. I have ever been dropped as a client. Um, I don't think I have. Nobody's ever, ever told me. So no, I, I, it's no, that never actually happened. Never, basically never a halfway through. No. Um, sometimes it was at the start like yeah you know no it's not we didn't we don't think it's a a a a good match because we found someone better you know yeah and and there's nothing to do with me it's just going with the best solution and and, and in the creative field that's very common because you know it's very visual based and uh, stuff like that um so yeah, I I think that's it. And sometimes, you know, I think I had it once. It's just a simple agree to disagree stuff, you know. Um, yeah. In the end, you like a prefer, prefer a way of working, and uh, you find out after a collaboration of two that like yeah, you know, it's not entirely it not really working out and then you have to be really honest and and have no hard feelings about that that's just the way it goes yeah so yeah so as as you can imagine and the people listening as well it's quite a special topic but sometimes it's very very necessary 
but because it can definitely happen if if you haven't experienced it before once in your career or unfortunately multiple times uh, and then you have to make a decision so how can it get this far so i got some scenarios that i think like these are great signals maybe it's red flags maybe it's just some reasons uh, that i think is a good reason to reconsider everything that you're doing so please note that these scenarios they are different in every case and 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 these scenarios we're not saying that the client is wrong it's it's basically a two or multiple persons game yeah so the first thing that i believe that is uh, a really a big pointer is the, that the client's too demanding which eventually ends up in you over servicing and and, and don't get me wrong uh, over delivering and over servicing are two different things in this case so uh, uh you can over deliver and 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 make some great stuff yeah but there's a difference in uh over servicing in that they, in, in a way that they are too demanding um and that it just gets too far it just goes too far you know they want too much and, and that's really easy to tackle but i will get that later on right but that's one of the things that i i first want to point out some red flags and then like hey this is the way you can ta- tackle them that's the way i yeah uh, do you think like, um do you think like these clues come quite early on in the relationship that you yeah. can yeah so you can see it mm-hmm. it might find that uh, your onboarding process or when you're getting a client when you most some some clients are easier than others sometimes you might find the clients actually too easy which is also a bit of a a red flag i would say because almost yeah then they're not yeah. too concerned so they're, they're too laid back and it's like uh that's a bit odd it's like because you most clients want to get started quite quickly and then there's a bit of pressure to get things moving it's, it's very different yes um because the um, there's a different way of working in every country right my experience is that and maybe and don't don't hate me if i'm wrong but this is what i noticed most of the times that in america the us they really like it to be straightforward up front all pointed out all written out and then it's like yeah just just go with it you know and make it happen mm-hmm. and i feel that's a little bit less the case in in yeah outside of the us yeah europe maybe i'm not sure uh uk netherlands that's where my most people that i work with come from and then it's more like you know going through the structure like okay this is how we're going to do it uh um, we need to structure out this process up front a little bit more and then we come up with uh, okay this is how we're going to do it and that's just different ways of working and i believe that it's different everywhere and it doesn't mean that one thing is good over the other but yeah it's really important to uh get adjusted to that and and notice that um so that's a good tip there then isn't it so make sure you understand your audience because even though you you know you might be taking on a a client from a who's got a different background in terms of where they're based so they may work 
differently. Their expectations may be different to yeah. what you might be used to. So that yeah. not necessarily is a red flag. It's just that it's just different. So it's almost understanding your market that you're going to be going into and yeah. working. And, and it's, it's pretty obvious because when we say understand your market, everybody, everybody's like, yeah, duh, that makes sense. Obviously, yes. I need to understand. But, you know, there's more to it and really get a little bit in depth on that and, and see that there are different target audiences that require different, uh, different services and the way of working. And uh, that's one thing that I really noticed then. So, yeah, client is too demanding. It's, it's, there's a too demanding and there's just like a different ways of working. So you really need to structure it out and there's lots and lots of stuff that you can uh, counter upfront by just bringing structure. But okay, I will talk to, to that later on, about that later on. So, um, and the second one is that you can't uh, simply deliver what they are looking for. Um, and if this wasn't clear uh, upfront, then this could happen very much so throughout the process. And, and there's nothing uh, bad about that. But yeah, it could just happen. So. Mm. They, in most of the cases, it's because there was, wasn't really made a decision up front. Um, yeah, let me just hop on with the counters, uh, how to counter it as well, right? Yeah. Now, because it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to do those later on. So uh, try to figure out what you're going to do up front. So I believe personally, there's nothing worse than going into a project uh, in which you haven't figured it out the end goal yeah, and how it's going to be visualized. In my case, it's visualized and most of the cases it's being visualized, but make sure you understand where you're going uh, for upfront um, and that way you avoid problems such as um, finding out halfway through, oh, well, yeah, maybe what you're looking for, I can't deliver that. And it's an other waste of everybody's time, actually. Yeah. And and to point back to uh, the first point as well, you know, it, it kind of like correlates, build a structure, schedule things. So if a client's too time demanding, schedule it out. Make sure you let them know your preferred way of working. Uh, these are the revision rounds. These are, this is how I like to work. Yeah. And let's talk about how you like to work as well, how we can make this work in the best way possible. And that doesn't have to be an endless conversation or stuff like that. But if you decide some stuff up front and make some, well, basically rules, game rules, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just, it's just uh, about meeting expectations and mm -hmm. it's difficult because I, I tend to have a, I tend to work to a template in the project yeah. management software, but it doesn't always work for every client. It's just only a set of guidelines. So I know that if I might be speaking to um, one client, they may be more worried about um, kind of how the end project's gonna be looking like. And mm -hmm. then other clients will be more concerned about how the process of the project's gonna be managed. Um, and then another client might be more focused about actually what's gonna happen after the project finishes. So the template that yep. I've got doesn't suit everybody. So templates are great, you know, as a guide to 
you know, you structure, like you say, the rules of the how the project can be managed, but how the game works. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And you need to still modify that to suit your client, yeah. so they they feel comfortable working with you. And um, it's Every like game you said, is can, it's two ways, two way mm. relationship. That if you're not comfortable taking the project on, don't take it. It's like you yeah. can say no and explain why, and maybe recommend them to go somebody else that can maybe meet their expectations yeah worst thing you do is take a project on and you can't deliver (laughs) oh that's bad that's not good that's 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 really bad and i like the way that you say uh, you can build some kind of structure and 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 then adjust or build it well a template is it's not the right way of working but there is a structure you go through there's a flow you go through and based on that that's really good because it gives you some insights and and really it's also a way of reflecting on the process and then say well you know this for this client better this way and and that way you can better uh, uh, service them in a better way so that i think that's a really good one so um uh, another point and this is one that everybody probably has experienced before is they never pay on time <laughs> oh yeah. They don't pay on time or um they are always late for meetings, they don't stick to agreements, they simply just treat you like some kind of not as a as a fellow fellow uh um yeah, how do you say that? Well they treat you just like a, a vendor. They just treat you like okay, well you know, I buy it there and they don't What I'm trying to say is that there needs, needs to be mutual respect. Yes. And you don't have to be over the top prideful. I don't know if that's a word, but <laughs> but you don't have to be over the top like uh, with self-confidence and self-respect. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you don't have, yeah. I hope that made sense. You understand no, no, what I'm does. saying? Yeah, 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 mutual respect absolutely does. And seeing yeah. each other as an equal, I think is uh, really important and I think also upon that is that they've hired you as their professional to get it done and yes it is their business and sometimes you might go in with lots of ideas and you need maybe need to calm them down a little bit <laughs> and maybe sort yeah. of tail things back because maybe not everybody or even though they want the world at the beginning that maybe they just they can't take that all on at that precise moment so it's it's about understanding where they're at as an individual and their capability to take the workload on and helping them through. But equally, if they're always going to be very quite difficult and don't listen to you, um, and like I say, just keeping talking down, it's quite argumentative, that's not very healthy either. Um, no. So like you say, the mutual respect is, can take on different uh, different guises, as it were. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, it does, definitely. So... Is it, sorry, was there anything you wanted to say? No, no, I was, I was going but, to say, I've been, uh, I know myself that I've been through, um, I'm based in the UK, so um, I know we don't want to get too tied down into this, but I know myself that the last uh, couple of months and that I've been working with one client and then they've just basically disappeared um, and just don't want to pay. So they haven't got the project, um, but they've also don't want to pay for the project either. And you might be wondering, well, well, why would you do that? And there's lots of different reasons. Oh, um, yeah. You know, they, perhaps they've business is not going very well. They decided they've had a change of heart. They don't want to do it. Um, lots of other reasons as well. But, um, you know, the, the most 
soothing thing soothing thing is weird to say like that but the mo the best thing that you could possibly do is just and, and i mean in this way as the person that's not decided not to respond it's just to provide like hey what's going on in the end it's just like we're all in this together mm -hmm. so you might as well share what is going on instead of people hanging letting people hang in in the unknown and like guess yeah is it did i do something wrong did did the, did the project not meet the the the, the, the standard that they were looking for I believe being an open book and being direct is always the best thing yes. to do. Yeah. And yeah, um, you know, you can probably start a guessing game like what the client in your scenario, what was going on. Maybe it has to do something with money and stuff like that. But, you know, you can always find and look for solutions, I guess. But, yeah. you know, it's really difficult. And let's not head into that matter. No. Any further. So, um, yeah. And this, and this last point that I had it differs for every niche. So, but basically, don't listen to your expertise and just want you yeah. to execute. And this is a, a point that in some scenarios and in, in some working relationships could be a big issue. However, you know, in my, uh, let's reflect on my case. I, I, mean, I am in the creative field. I create video animations and all that kinds of stuff. Sometimes I get projects in which you say, hey, Michelle, this is the storyboard. Boom. I want you to animate it like this, this, and this, and please go ahead and deliver it us by then. Obviously, having creative freedom is the most nice thing to have, but in some cases, it doesn't really matter. Because in the end, you know, you're also trying to make, well, it sounds weird trying to make a living. Just try to... to yeah, get some projects going on and sometimes there are projects that are like that. So, but for some people, this is a very huge issue in maybe in your niche, it's a little bit more different, uh, Darren, because you have very much experience and I believe a very lo a lot of experience and I believe, well, it's an assumption that there are clients that you stumbled upon clients that had a, a, a vision on which direction they wanted to head into but basically have zero experience, so it was totally the wrong direction. But they were very convinced that they wanted to head into their own direction. Is yeah, it, it, it I think it happens to yeah. all of us, and and that may be about misinformation that's out there. And, and yes. usually it's not about the, um, the client saying, well, I, I have to have it this way, um, mm -hmm. and being quite sort of, steadfast about their belief they just feel that is the right and then it's about it's about sitting down or having maybe five minutes to explain actually the benefits of doing it this way are you know one two and three um, and yeah. explaining why their approach may not work for them and then it's an informed decision if the client still wishes to go down that road True. you've it's done still everything their you can. decision in the end yeah but it, it, it's, it's nice to have the opportunity that's that's yes. it, i guess i guess that's also again mutual respect and yes and, and treating you like a, a professional and yes yeah doing things in a different way it's it's yeah i believe for uh, very much so that that's uh, a good way of saying that 
So I, I thought it might be. Um, I don't know if you're um, if you have any ideas on this, but I thought it might be um, good to cover maybe a couple of ways that how you can actually let a client go. Um, I don't think email is a really great route to do this, but maybe that may be one the your only option because that may be how you've always been communicating yeah. with your client. So I suppose this what we may talk about here might you might have to adapt it to your situation. Um, so if you've already if you've only ever communicated on email to a client, then perhaps the way of letting go of a client will have to be on email. But then if you've met your client face to face or spoken on the phone, maybe those are other options. Um, but I think as Marcel said at the beginning, that hopefully if you can nip it in the bud early enough, then these scenarios shouldn't happen. But they sometimes they do and they happen yeah. quite quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and you should also maybe look at yourself to ask yourself that, you know, is there some self-blame here that you've allowed this to go this far? It isn't usually always just one party. It's usually a combination True. of things. It um, is. You know, so. But there is lots of stuff that you can do up front. Yeah, yeah. It's true. And and, 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 and in, the way, in the way of like, hey, how can you let, how can you let your clients go? How you do that? Yeah, definitely like you mentioned, you know, sometimes you just don't have their numbers or whatsoever. Yeah. I had this scenario once and I did it over phone. Yeah. Or what was it? Skype, video Skype. Um, because I believe obviously it's way better to do it face-to-face -face or face-to-face -face, um, talking, you know, yeah. uh, they can hear your tone and your voice. And I believe that's the best way to handle, um, how do you say that? Manners like this, mm -hmm. these that are really uh, important. So, yeah, I totally believe that's the best way possible. And yeah, it, I had to do it last year. Um, and Oh yeah, it was very early last year, so uh, so maybe about 13 months ago, something like that. Um, and I kind of just let them down kind of gently. And there was a difference of opinion of, in terms of how the client wanted to move forward and really where we could assist. And to be fair, at that point, the client was sort of ringing after midnight, one, two o'clock in the morning. I think I probably said this in a previous podcast and it, you know, I don't run a 24 hour operation. I don't mean that to be rude. We just don't run that. And that's mm -hmm. not what we're in the business of doing. Um, so it, their expectations didn't match mine. And but I what did assist. you, what did you eventually do about it? How did you go about it? It was a, do you it know was like it happens and you were like, okay, well, this is not going to work for me like this. I what think I'd already had that, I'd had that discussion in my mind before I'd spoken, which I think helps you prepare the conversation. So it's almost think about the conversation first and maybe asking some questions, maybe asking them how they see things moving forward. Are they yeah. happy with the service? That gives them a chance to say, no, I'm not happy or yes, I am. So it's a closed question. Mm -hmm. um, so if they say, yes, I'm happy, it's like, okay, what's, you know, I'd like to know what's working well for you. Because it may be they're happy, but you're unhappy. Mm -hmm. So, and then you, that gives you a chance then to talk through some things there, maybe kind of shift some agreements. Um, but if usually it'd be um, a combination that if they're unhappy, you're probably also unhappy. So they, if you say, uh, you know, if are you happy with how everything's going, then the client will probably say, well, actually, no, I'm not happy because of 
this. It's like, well, how do you see things moving forward in the future? That give you some clue about if they're thinking sort of short, medium or long term, um, or if they're just you're thinking that actually this, this is not going to go beyond the next couple of weeks or to a month. And then mm-hmm. maybe you can leave them where, you know, if the accounts are all up to date, um, then you can maybe say, well, maybe if I just leave you with some questions to think about how you want to move things forward from, you know, from the next month. Um, yeah. Do you think this may be a way of like we can work together? So you're almost starting to renegotiate um, kind of the, not in terms of cost, but in terms of what the actual type of work is going to go. Yeah, and then the structure. That, yeah, and then they can say, no, I don't, I want this. It's like, I don't think we can, I think this is going to work for you. Or you could maybe say, actually, I don't think we're the best people for you now. I think we mm-hmm. maybe go over the things that you've you've done for them, summarize all the work you've you've completed and completed well. And they say, actually, what you now need is this support. Um, mm-hmm. And then this person or this type of service will probably be better suited that's, to you. That's interesting. That because yeah. that can also happen. That basically you could very well help them with the first part. But yeah. The second part, they're better off somewhere else. Yeah. And that's 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 just the whole thing about you know going through the process and make sure that you define everything up front you know and 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 that's could you say that maybe you didn't had the entire thing locked off or boundary set before you went into this project or was it very much all set and it just it was very evolved? much all yeah it was very mm. much all set but then the uh, the conversations were there was a lot of um, areas that we provided support um, which were outside of the original scope of service, but we, ah, yeah. but but within my experience, I could help with. Um, so the project got bigger, but then in the end, they generally did need more specific, um, much more targeted advice in areas that we couldn't help with. But even though they still needed the foundation of the project, that still needed to carry on going. Yeah. But there was more of a, I suppose, an emphasis on these other areas that we weren't experienced enough with. Um, but they so required it over time. You know, required it over time. And, but that was yeah. the direction they were going down. And and it's sometimes you have to say to yourself, it's like, I'd love, although I might love doing this account, I'm just not the right person for you, but these types of people would be. Um, and that's how that account then kind of, I suppose, kind of closed or went dormant. Um, and I didn't feel bad about it because I was, you know, generally giving the best advice for the client. That's Um, true. You know, but it's a fun fact to, to, and I'm not saying, Hey, you know, I'm not, um, saying, Hey, Darren Hill was, it's your fault. But if you think about it, this is also a very good point, a very good learning point is that during the process, set those boundaries. Yeah. And make sure you stay within those boundaries and let them know front whenever they require something else. Like, hey, okay, well, that's fine. We would love to deliver you this extra work, extra service. But it's out of the boundaries that we first set. I'm just I'm just saying, I see you're smiling. But, oh, it's you know. because I get told this uh, from my other partner my, um, quite often. 
and <laughs> sometimes it's and like you you are right it's, difficult. it's a habit of wanting to service help. very well yeah and help. it is yeah but and in the end it's that's the business versus um personal side i i don't know if you have to call it like that but it's just yeah in the yeah. end it's it avoids situations like that eventually yeah. because it might seem very small as a small thing extra up front and then eventually it could lead to big things but that's all the learning points yes so that's maybe a good one to write down or uh, to to share well we're already sharing it now with the audience so make sure you stick with the boundaries and that's why it's important to set those boundaries up front and then make sure you stick with it uh, within those and and yeah providing extra service extra help is okay if if you really want to or whatever but make sure you keep it in check otherwise yeah. it could end up like Darren and his clients. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the story. Um, very yeah. kind of like only a few seconds. Uh, we 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 had a client um, mm -hmm. recently um, who we did provide some quick advice on just um, backing up their device and just using Google uh, Google Drive. Um, so and that was all fine. Um, mm -hmm. But then they went somewhere else and spoke to somebody else. And they're also trying to get some advice from them. And then they lost all their photos and videos. So, again, sometimes you can be given advice what you think you do every day yourself, personally. Mm -hmm. But just double check you're covered in the business. You might have to, in the UK, you should have like professional indemnity insurance. Because if you tell somebody, you know, give somebody advice for the right reasons, but then mm -hmm. something goes wrong, then the client could come back to you and then claim against you to say actually you gave me advice and it was wrong and this happened and they could kind of claim yeah. against you so you, but you have to be really careful so what you're saying yeah. is right make try to keep within the boundaries of the project because that's what you experienced at it's so true. the likelihood of the claim yeah. is going to be low um so don't make assumptions and 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 just yes. share your own exp you can share those own experience but you always need to say like it's not that it's the truth you know it's a personal experience we see that it works like this. So I think really the way you need to showcase yourself out there is be professional. Um, don't make assumptions. Assumptions in most cases are always bad. And if you feel you see some kind of, if you want to make an assumption or stuff like that, you just always say that, you know, it's, it's an assumption. Yes. This yeah, is what yeah. I think. And yeah. it could not be true, but we see that this works. So, all right. So, um, to finish it up, um, let me share my experience quickly as well. And I think it's really correlated to what we talked about already. My experience was pretty straightforward. And actually that was like, um, I worked with uh, a client and I was fairly busy and that's one of the big downfalls as well is that when you're busy you sometimes mm, you sometimes lack uh, being concise and being thorough and it's like yeah 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 sure yeah no that definitely works out and you, again making assumptions so I had someone reach out to me and they wanted some some stuff and she, she showed me um some uh um, material and i was like yeah yeah i can make that happen definitely blah blah blah, blah you know and maybe 
that was a big learning point for me because um, basically I went, I could make something like that, but basically I went into the project without setting good boundaries, without setting a project goal and all that stuff in mind. And basically throughout the process, every time when I pitched something, it got declined, it got declined, it got declined. And I was super confused, like, huh? how can this happen? But basically it was because simply, and, and, and um, and I'm not saying this is the client's fault. It's my fault as well. I had to set those boundaries mm -hmm. way better to avoid a situation like that. Because in the end, what I did was like, okay, I set up a call and after pitching five ideas, I was like, okay, well, this is not going to work out. So I was really straightforward. I said, well, you know, I love working with you and I love to help you further down the line with the, uh, with the idea or if you need any advice or with the animation itself. But I feel I'm not the right person to help you out with this concept yeah. because I cannot grasp what you are looking for. And yeah, you know, that's the way it all went down and, and that was basically the first situation in which I let go of a client, you know, and you have to be really honest throughout the process. And in yeah. the end, you're trying to help one another get further. And that's what you have to keep in mind. Be concise, help each other further down the line and be honest, be open and don't be scared to share stuff like that because in the end it's for the better. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so that's all about today's topic, letting clients go and how to go around that and our experiences. Um, before we end this podcast, let's talk some more about the goals. So yes. yeah, the people hopping in later in this podcast and that haven't listened to our previous podcast, we talked about, the, about it back then. Um, we will be creating some goals and habits in between our podcasts just to boost uh, ourselves and our accountability and uh, it's time for an update well i can be really blunt straight up front <laughs> i have been totally not working on it yes i know well i had i have some reasons i'm not making uh um i'm not making up these reasons but uh then again, I still had to, uh, yeah, it's just a, a bad habit that I created of not doing this. Um, so so, how, so how are you tackling that? Just because it is interesting because a couple of weeks in the run. I so wasn't too focused on the business. Right, okay. I was too, there was some personal stuff was going on and uh, I, I uh, how do you say that? I, I was, um, I, I had lots of work to do that was more important before yeah. that so basically I was huh? I don't know how to say this in English I was back with my um, I had to work a lot to get back to the point where I was so I was late with my work I don't know how to say so it so you just prioritizing you have to get other things done first before you can yeah even, there yeah. was more important work and yeah. I had to get back to the point where I was because uh, um, yeah I missed some points and I, I, I yeah there was some more important stuff let's let's just 
say something like that yeah so yeah now i'm back on it again yeah. and back into the speed you know it's like every single time when you're uh, running your business or whatever you're doing you're basically running or walking you're always moving forward and basically mm -hmm. things were going backwards in this particular case so but that happens you know it's like waves yeah. all the time so yeah that's basically uh things on my end um you think, are you going to break? Do you think you might break the goals down a bit to make them even smaller to help you? I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. Yeah. I'm. I'm going to. Uh, these time blocks are. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to be very strict with them. I'm going to be very strict and see how that works out. Just to uh, make sure I don't waste any time. But then again, also keep my... Don't uh, worry, Marcel, because we'll hold you accountable next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. All right. No, definitely. I don't I don't feel any pressure with that. I am definitely will. Yeah. So I will inform the people listening and you <laughs> on all the good process next week. Definitely, definitely. So I, and how about yours? Yes, yeah, so, um, SEO. So I've been um, starting to focus on that, and and I guess I'm kind of a little bit similar victim last week because there's, there's lots going on. But um, I did set aside about half an hour, forty minutes, just to start the project going. So I just reviewed what I did last year. So last year, um, I did. I spent a lot of time, quite a few weeks, uh, going into the back of Google Analytics. Um, and looking for key phrases, um, keywords that people will use, typing into the website. So I collected all of those. And then I did some research on competitors about words they were using um, in their meta tags and meta descriptions. Maybe we talk about this in, in a different podcast about how to do that. But um, so you can do that. And then just doing some general searches um, and picking up some best behaviors. Um, and then working with Neil Patel's uh, SEO tool called Uber He's Suggest, good. really really good tool. Um, it was free and it still is, but there is now payable features. But it's not a lot. It's about eight dollars a month, so it is very it's quite cheap for what you can get out of it and how it can help your business. Nice. Um, so basically, I just reviewed the work that I did last year and now starting to update that um, and then putting some planning to action to working through each of the website pages to maybe add in some new keywords and phrases. You should do it at least twice a year. So I did it once last year and I added, I did change the website a bit, a lot last year. Um, mm -hmm. So new things would have gone in, but I haven't really taken a, a very big review and stuff. So now's the time to do it. So it's going to take me a couple of months, I think, to do everything on top of all oh. the work I've got to do. Um, but we need to, okay, so how to break down in a smaller goal? Yeah, so um, I'm... So last week, I say, was the first time that I sat down and looked at last year's um, mm -hmm. work. So the next step um, that I've got to do um, is then start to look at, um, I'm going to look at the categories of the business. So rather than just looking at everything, look at the um, each category of the business. So I'm going to start off with websites because it's an easy category okay. and then look at the keyword based around um anybody looking the keywords and key phrases that people use to get to a website like mine um, and mm. start improving the meta titles meta descriptions and some of the content um, and then just go work by category so i would suspect that'll be finished in two weeks time so you're doing actually very well uh, right on. 
I, I wouldn't say well, very well, are, you, but there's a plan. There's a I mean, plan. there's a plan and you're working towards it, so <laughs> I want to clap it together for the uh, Claps now, but I could be in your position in a month's time, so. <laughs> no, but uh, definitely, I mean, I highly value habits and, and creating those and being very strict on my schedule, so... There's a lot of self-hate going on at the moment. <laughs> Just oh, kidding. No. But no, <laughs> no, that sounds really awful, but uh, I'm not happy with the things, how things are going uh, on, on, on that structure front. But you know, that's, that's, it's good that you notice and it's good that I feel that way because then uh, the, there's something I can do about that. Yeah. So definitely next week is going to be an entire different story. So yeah, that was it for today. Um, everybody I really enjoyed the podcast. Thank- it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Was definitely. I think it brought lots of value. Definitely yes. lots of value for the people listening, and for me, uh, my, myself as well, and hopefully for you as well, Darren. So um, yeah, everybody listening, definitely leave a like and just subscribe. Um, tell your friends uh, if you like this podcast. Uh, we are really keen on growing this bigger, so that like and that subscribe is really important to us. Uh, if you have any tips, questions, ideas, experiences, you know, all about that with clients and, and letting go of them or any other stuff that you want to share definitely leave it down in the comments or you can email us anytime um yeah for the socials is mktg plugged in and all these so- other socials is basically marketing plugged in podcast thank you again thank you darren thank you everyone talk to you next week have a good week <laughs>